Good morning. Um, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Gabe. I'm the communications coordinator here. If you are um, familiar with baseball, I'm kind of the utility player around Church of the Apostles, and so you'll see me here and there and every little bit of everywhere. But uh, preach every once in a while. Usually don't have as much trouble preaching um, as I did or putting together a sermon as I did for today. I, you, Dan, that was a great job just enduring through that long reading. Um, it's a long passage. There's a lot going on, and it's kind of like when um, our family was up on Friday. We went, we went up to this place in Atmore called a Warehouse. Um, was it called Warehouse Market and Bakery? And it was like wall to wall candy. So when the kids walked in, it's just like their eyes got really big. And when I look at this passage, my eyes get really big because there's just. There's like stuff in the Greek, and then there's Jesus doing these two huge miracles, and all of this that I want to just gather up and kind of throw up all over you with a sermon. But I got to about 10.15 last night, and I realized that I really didn't have anything solid that I felt like could, could really work. So I rewrote this, middle of the night, bear with me, okay? Um, Part of the problem is what I just had too much information, and so I just want to simplify this down to sort of the, the bare message of what we heard in our gospel reading. So let me start with a prayer, and then we'll get into this. Lord, may my words be simple and understood. May they point nowhere but to you. May we forget what is not true and soak in what is. And may our hearts burn within us as you reveal yourself in these pages of Scripture. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So I'll just make this really simple today and, uh, and give you the main point up front. And it's so simple, you might wonder why you came to church. But I, I think it's really powerful. You ready for it? Here it is. Jesus restores. Jesus restores all things. That's it. That's the whole message. Um, he restores sight to the blind. We know that he restores tympanic membranes, right? Hearing to the deaf. He restores life to the dead. He restores um, freedom to the prisoner. Peace to the anxious. Hope to the desperate. He restores order to the chaos. And in today's gospel reading, we see him restore the wind and waves to a state of calm. And then when they reach the other side of the sea, he comes across a man with an unclean spirit called Legion, and Jesus restores him to his right mind. And so my question for you, for all of us today, is what needs restoring in your life? What needs restoring in your life? The last house that my family um, lived in uh, was built in the early 80s. And it had been updated a good bit, and, and it was nice, um, maintained pretty well. But as most of you know, a house that was built in the early 80s, and maybe even I'd say some in the 90s, is kind of in this continual state of repair, right? There's always something that needs to be done. And I honestly grew to hate that house. I, I just, it was like I pulled up in the driveway and it mocked me with everything that needed to be done. I mean, I'd, 
I would literally, Lynn can tell you, I'd, I'd literally I'd go outside, there would be, we had this huge fence, and there would be some planks that were laying on the ground, and I'd pick up a plank and take a hammer and hammer it in, and two more would fall down. And we had this neighbor across the street, his name is Paul, and Paul was in a wheelchair, and he'd wheel outside, and I think he did it on purpose, just like when I, he knew I'd be outside. And he'd, he'd sit there in his wheelchair, and he'd smoke, and he'd just laugh at me, just cackle at me. It's like, because I was trying to hammer up these, these planks. But the day we moved from this house, I, I remember I woke up early because I was really anxious, and was worried about the move and getting things right, and I walked into the living room and I noticed the light coming in from the, our windows. And the, just all of the sweet memories of our time in that home started to come back to me. And I thought about Brighton learning to walk, and I thought about Sam out in the yard collecting sticks for, for our fire pit. And um, I thought about Sarah playing with her sweet little friend across the street. And I thought about Christmas time and, and Lynn and I sitting in front of the fireplace and um, our neighbors and uh, even Paul, you know, sitting outside laughing at me. And I, I realized that this house that I'd hated had truly been a sweet home for me and, and for my family. You know, I thought that fixing the driveway, the, the potholes in the driveway, or, or getting the, the siding that had rot at the bottom uh, fixed would, would make it feel like home. I thought that the restoration of the house, the physical house, would bring me peace. But strangely enough, it, it was my final morning in the house when I realized that it was my own eyes that needed to be restored. And I share that with you because when I ask the question, what needs to be restored in your life, I think that it's often not our first answer. You might be saying to yourself, there's a relationship that needs to be restored in your life. And while that may be true, I wonder if part of your own heart and part of your own mind and thinking need to be restored. Um, it may be your health that there's this part of your health that you're concerned about, that you need restored. And while I do deeply believe that, that God cares about our health and our, our physical well-being, I wonder also for you if He wants to heal and restore something greater than your body. Part of this account here in Mark chapter 5 that has just grabbed me around this idea is where after Jesus has cast out the unclean spirit, and remember he cast out the spirit legion into a herd of pigs nearby. The pigs ran off of a cliff and drowned in the sea. And all of these nearby people kind of heard the commotion and they came running. They arrived on scene. Mark says that they came to Jesus and they saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had had the legion, sitting there and clothed, here's the interesting phrase, in his right mind. In his right mind. This is the same man who lived among the tombs. And though people had tried, no one could bind him. They tried to bind him hand and foot. And they unsuccessfully. Can you imagine the trauma that he had been through at this point? And, and it says that night and day, 
They said, among the tombs and on the mountains. What does that give you a picture of? He was alone. His existence was solitary. It's his night and day. Among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. We actually find that same image of, of crying out and, and cutting oneself um, in 1 Kings when um, the prophets of the false god Baal are, are kind of in a matchup against Elijah and they are crying out. The scripture says they cry out and they cut themselves with swords so that the blood gushed out on them, trying to summon this false god to their help. And it's tragic. It's tragic, really, because it's this picture of deep, agonizing separation from their creator. It's tragic because it's destroying the very flesh that God breathed life into in the garden and called very good. And so what grabbed me about this passage is the image of this man sitting at the feet of Jesus and it wasn't that Jesus had just restored his clothes or, or just his mind, but he had restored this man's sense of being seen and known and loved. That's the real miracle here. And it does break my heart to know that there are, are among us, there are people, maybe some of you here today, who just need to be restored with that same sense. And and my message to you today is that Jesus can, and he will. The therapist and, and author Dan Allender says that the work of restoration cannot begin until a problem is fully faced. And I think that's true, and I, I agree with that. But I also would add that I think that it's only possible with the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit giving us the courage to be honest with ourselves giving us the courage to be honest with others, and giving us the wisdom to know how to do so. So it may feel a little strange, but I, I want to ask you to do something that I got from Fred Rogers. Okay, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, I think we're all familiar. Um, Mr. Rogers, apart from being known for his TV show, you know, his cardigan and his, his slow way of talking, you know, uh, was actually known in some of his speeches that he would give. You can find them on YouTube, actually. Um, in some of his speeches, he would have his audience take a full minute and just a full minute of silence and just think about someone that they're thankful for. But, and I want to do that, but this morning, I want to kind of take that and I want to take a full minute of silence to ask God this question. What needs restoring in my life? and taking the time to listen for his response. I don't think we do that enough. And so I'd love to do that with you today. So try not to fall asleep on me, okay? The sermon is short, so we're, we're good on time. And just take a deep breath, and I'll keep the time, and let's pray.
Heavenly Father, restorer of all. You restored the wind and the waves to their rhythms of peace. You restored the mind, body, and spirit of the garrison captive. And you are restoring all of creation to its rightful place. Guide us in your work to see and know what you would restore in our lives. And restore us, God, that we might sit at your feet with right hearts and minds. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.